Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to the Betting Pros podcast brought to you by BetMGM. I'm your host, Dan Harris. You can find me on Twitter at DanHarris80. It is entering week 13 of the NFL season, which is crazy. We are here to take an early look at the week 13 NFL lines. Here to do that with me is the co-host, I will call you Bogman, of our college football podcast here. It is Scott Bogman. Again, you know him from the college football podcast. He's also co-host of the great In This League podcast. You can find him on Twitter at Bogman Sports. Bogman, thank you for joining me today. How you doing? Thank you for having me. I'm doing good. I mean, you know, uh, I'm a Longhorns fan, and they're four and seven. Not you are. I, I couldn't. Yeah, I couldn't yeah, tell exactly. This That's all. like the uh, hot tub time machine. What's that about? <laughs> um, yeah, the uh, and then uh, Steelers fan. You know, my dad's. Uh, I'm from Texas. My dad's whole same by side of the family's from Pittsburgh, and they were miserable. So you know, but yeah. it's okay. Because the NFL is still playing and I still like watching football. So that's all you can do as as a Jets fan. I I can say that, uh, you know, you can still watch the NFL even when everything is going (laughs) wrong. By the way, the joke about Bogman is I hope you're watching us on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash betting pros, which, by the way, you can win a free Saquon Barkley helmet by subscribing and then going to bettingpros.com slash helmet. That's all you need to do. Just subscribe. And I was joking because Bogman is decked out head to <laughs> decked toe out. That's right. in, long, in Longhorns gear right now, which <laughs> I'm decked out head to toe in like fantasy pros and betting pros gear. So yeah. that's how I roll. But whatever. Doesn't matter. All right. Early look at the week 13 NFL lines. This is at halftime. Actually, we were recording this of the Monday night game between Seattle and Washington. So we'll obviously have to uh, do a little bit of guesswork here when it comes to those teams next week. First, let me remind you about the latest offer from our sponsor, BetMGM. Uh, new customers can bet $10 and win $200 if your team scores a touchdown when you use the code JUICE100. That's it. Bet $10 in any NFL team to win a game. You win $200 if your team scores a touchdown in free bets. That is available in New Jersey, Colorado, Indiana, West Virginia, Tennessee, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Virginia, Iowa, Washington, D.C., Arizona, and Wyoming. All right, Bogwin. Thursday night game, we have the Cowboys visiting the Saints. The spread right now is the Cowboys laying five. That's the consensus, but there is four and a half. There are five and a half out there, but right now it's five. And the total is 47 and a half. Any thoughts on this one? I mean, my instant thought is Dallas in the under because uh, what we saw uh, offensively from New Orleans on Thanksgiving was not great. And uh, Taysom Hill is getting first team reps now. So they're going to go yep. to Taysom Hill. Is that going to work? Uh, are we getting Kamara back? It can't be worse, man. It can't be worse, It right? can't be worse. Yeah. Uh, are we getting Kamara back? Are we getting Ingram back? Or is it going to be Tony Jones again, who I thought was going to have a pretty decent game and was horrific. Yeah. So it looked like David Johnson out there. Um, you know, maybe the Cowboys are going to be down Zeke, but Pollard is a great backup. That offense is good. The defense can play a little bit. Obviously, got a little job done Thanksgiving. So they're going to come in a little bit hot in this game, too. So uh, I like the Cowboys going away, even in yeah. New Orleans. So it's it's obviously Monday, so we don't have everything. Here's what I can say, what we heard today. Zeke apparently practiced in full, which was surprising, given that we heard that he was going to be in danger of missing this game. Obviously, the Cowboys are going to be without Mike McCarthy because he tested positive for COVID. We expect C.D. Lamb to be able to come back. Of course, Amari Cooper should be back. And as you mentioned, it should be Taysom Hill. Mark Ingram practiced in full. Alvin Kamara returned to practice but was limited. So 
we don't know what is happening right now <laughs> with this game whatsoever. I, I get, I'm, you know, for a Thursday night game, I guess it'll end at, uh, at, you know, at five or around where it is right now. But I agree with you on the under. Like, that's what it strikes me, especially with them going yeah. to Taysom Hill. There's going to be a lot more running, a lot more bleeding the clock. I don't think Dallas needs to go crazy. Uh, you know, the Saints defense, despite what we saw from Buffalo, is generally pretty strong. So I'm in agreement with you on that one. Let's go now into our Sunday games. Let's start with the whopping Giants visiting the Dolphins. The Dolphins are laying three. The total here is 41 and a half, so pretty low. Obviously, the Giants coming off the big win against Philadelphia. Not sure if it was the Eagles offense or the Giants defense, but obviously the day uh, Eagles were held pretty much in check. The Dolphins, meanwhile, riding high. They're up to five and seven. They're in the playoff chase somehow with this. Their defense is playing well. Two is playing well. Jalen Waddle's playing well. So what do you think here with the Dolphins laying a field goal at home? I got to tell you, Dan, I disrespected the Dolphins last week. I said, if you blitz Cam, like you blitz Lamar, he's going to eat you apart. He's a former MVP. He's going to throw into the blitz. You're not going to be able to take him down. Good Lord, was I wrong. He looked God awful. And the Dolphins defense looks great. And it seems like ever since they've started Javon Holland every single play back there, and something that Joe and I have talked about on the IDP show a little bit, that, you know, this team has gotten exponentially better. And Holland was a big part of the win against Cam Newton and the Panthers. He was the biggest part of the win against uh, the Ravens. And this team blitzes more than anybody. Danny Dimes, not great against the blitz. So I'm going to go with Miami to carve up the Giants at home. It's got to be right. Yeah. I mean, and admittedly, I thought the Eagles were going to be able to cover whether it was three or three and a half. So maybe so I disrespected. I, yeah. Right. I disrespected the uh, Giants perhaps too much or maybe I gave too much credit to the Eagles there. I think but, that's more of what it was because I, yeah. I picked the Eagles, too. And, and you know, uh, our boy Bubba and I kind of said that, you know, we said, hey, look, we're both picking the Eagles. So everybody go at, go out and bet <laughs> the Giants. Right. So and that's yeah. exactly how it worked out. Yeah, I agree, though. I think the Dolphins are, you know, relatively legitimate with how well you're benching the defense playing. And again, you know, Matt Peralt, who hosts the Daily Juice podcast, we do a live stream. He makes fun of me because he calls me a huge Tua defender. I don't love Tua. I it was just we were comparing it to what it looked like with Jacoby Brissett. And I said Tua makes the offense at least a little more competent. Yes, he makes some horrible decisions and he makes some, you know, bad interceptions. But overall, the offense certainly looks more competent with him back there. Yeah, I agree with you at a field goal. Certainly. Uh, I like it there. So I, I would go ahead and take it now because I don't see it going under a field goal. I'd be surprised if there was heavy action on the Giants. If anything, I could see it moving up. So I would go ahead and go there. We just talked about the Eagles. They are visiting the New York Jets. Right now, they're laying six and a half points. The total is 45. We do have, obviously, some question marks here. Both quarterbacks, really. Uh, you know, Jalen Hurts is dealing with a, quote, sore ankle. I mean, he ran for 77 <laughs> yards against the Giants. I don't know how sore it could be necessarily. Um, but you've got that. You've got some questions at running back for the Eagles, given that we don't know if Jordan Howard's going to come back. Miles Sanders suffered an ankle injury in that game, so he was kind of not really in. It was mostly Boston Scott. For the Jets, they do beat the Texans, but you do have, you know, Zach Wilson sort of, you know, limping around a little bit. Doesn't look like he's 100% here. Maybe Corey Davis doesn't play. So some question marks abound, but under a touchdown here, six and a half with the Eagles visiting the Jets. I hate this game, Dan. Uh, I I would take the Eagles just because I don't think the Jets are a very good team. And I think Zach Wilson actually makes them worse. I understand that you need to start him to get him experience if he's healthy enough to do it. I, uh, I understand that way more than starting Joe Flacco. Well, I don't know what the hell they were thinking there, even though Flacco didn't look bad, but it doesn't matter. He He never does really when he's with the Jets. Come on. But he's, but he's not your answer. Uh, So, you know, start, try Mike White again. 
Let him go out yeah. there. You know, uh, that's what I would have done. But, you know, I'm not. Well, they both, the to be fair, they were both on the COVID list. And so maybe the Jets even knew that oh, uh, at, yeah. at the time. But they named him the starter before that anyway. Right, so he was right. right yeah, right, that, yeah, that was my my whole thing. Like, why has Joe Flacco started a game for the Jets? Oh, not, that is 100 percent true. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, just go with your youth because you're not yeah. playing for this season anyway. But uh, I don't. Philly is such a mess. They don't like Jalen Hurts, which is weird uh, because they drafted him. Uh, I know this coaching staff didn't. But but, um, yep. you know, if you don't like him, why are you even giving him a shot? Right. Uh, maybe to drive up his uh, trade value for next season or something. I don't know. I just think the Jets are a bad team. So I'll take the Eagles and lay the points on the road. Well, it did look like, you know, Hurts until this game had been playing very well. And I realized it was, yeah. you know, a very run heavy offense and everything like that. But he was making his throws count. But. You know, the way I looked at it, Bogman, is he's a young quarterback. Like, he's bound to have games Ups like down. this, right? Yeah. And again, they should have won that game had Jalen yeah. Rager been able to hold on to any of the touchdown Well, and passes. Smith was wide open on those Correct. last two plays, too. Yeah. So just yeah. throw him the ball. He's yeah. pretty good. He won a Heisman Trophy. So, yeah. you know. Yeah, so bizarre. I, I would I would go under a touchdown with the Eagles here. Again, you know, the fact that the Jets beat the, a crappy Texans team really obviously shouldn't mean much they did not look good in the game so I would go with the Eagles but I admit that I'm not running out to bet the Eagles laying six and a half points at this game but if I had to go one way I would go there other than that it's pretty much a stay away from me how about the Cardinals here visiting the Bears the Cardinals are off a bye they should get Kyler Murray back they hopefully will get DeAndre Hopkins back although Cliff Kingsbury was non-committal on both seemed to suggest optimism with it I expect Andy Dalton to continue to start here for the Bears. I don't know if Justin Fields is going to be back. I don't know if Allen Robinson's going to be back. They obviously have a little bit of an extra, you know, layoff here because of the Thanksgiving game. So in this game, they're laying against seven and a half, the Cardinals. And you've got the total at 45 and a half. Any feelings here? Yeah, Cardinals big. Uh, I think the Cardinals are a really, really good team this year. And the Bears are really, really bad. I think that's simply what it comes down to. I, I think I would lay the the seven. If Colt McCoy starts this game with two weeks of rest, you know, with the weapons that the Cardinals have against the weapons that the Bears have, and the Bears are a team that is seemingly packing it in. Yes, they barely beat, uh, they they barely, barely beat Detroit on Thanksgiving. That mm-hmm. should have been a loss for them, most likely. But uh, the the Cardinals, I mean, I don't believe any of these Kingsbury to OU. Like, Kingsbury... Kingsbury has he's in the NFL and he has the best OU quarterback of the last uh, 10 years already. So why would he want to you know, take a step down? So uh, I guess maybe for job security and that type of stuff, because uh, the NFL, you know, not for long. That's what that stands for. But uh, I- I'll take I'll take the Cardinals, their defense, too, against Andy Dalton. I think just on that alone. I'm not really worried about what the offense is or how Hopkins, how healthy Hopkins or Murray are, because I think they beat the breaks off the bears without Murray or Hopkins. So I'll lay the points, take the cards here. So you did say seven, just to be clear, it's seven and a half. Doesn't matter to you though, right? Nope. Like what? No, so okay. I think they went by 10. So, okay, very good. How about the Vikings visiting the lions? The Vikings now are laying seven and the total is 46 and a half. The one thing we if we know something for sure, it's that the starting running backs for both teams are not going to play in this game. Dalvin Cook going to miss a few games here with the shoulder. DeAndre Swift almost certainly out here with the shoulder injury. So it's the backups. It's Jamal Williams. It's Alexander Madison. What do you think here? Divisional game, obviously, laying seven. I but in hate- fact, hold on, hold on, hold on. Bogman, I think you've been on the show one time before, I think. And I 
think it was the Vikings. And I don't know if it was 10 against the Lions or if it was seven, but I know you were all over the Vikings in that game, if memory serves. Is that right? Does <laughs> uh, that sound right? I mean, that does sound like me. So, okay. Uh, but, but look, the Lions, uh, you know, the Lions play hard. So it's hard to pick against them. But it seems like every week it's one more piece of that team goes down, you know, and they haven't won a game, but they're pretty good against the spread. So, and they're at home here and they had extra rest. So uh, I'll say this. I ain't going to be betting this game. I'll just say that just straight out. I will not be laying my money on this game at all. I'll take the Lions against the spread. Give me the Lions at home and the points against the Vikings. I think the Vikings are an exponentially better team, but for whatever reason, they, you know, they're five and six for a reason too. You know, uh, the Lions are 0 and 10, but they've been in the last three games that they played. They I think, been. I don't think they're going to win this game, but I think they can uh, not lose by more than seven. So let's, uh, let's get them. Uh, I, I think this is like a four or five point game. Um, Oh God, I, I the the Vikings defense just doesn't do anything for me right now. The secondary yeah. is not great, uh, yeah. and the line—I mean, losing Hunter, losing Griffin—they're going to get run on. So Jamal Williams is healthy. I think they're going to get run on a little bit. So I think this is a uh, you know under and take the home team. Interesting. Okay. Cause I, you know, for me, I thought, I do think that the lines are going to be able to put up some points here and I, I realize I'll probably be able to run it, but I think they will be able to pass as well. So I kind of lean the over interesting because I do think that the Vikings are going to be able to put up points here. The Vikings are weird, man. They come out and half the time you're like, this team could put up 45 points if they wanted to. Right. Now, right. right? So they well, drive down the Kirk first bad Kirk. It's true. It is. Kirk and they're putting up points. You get bad Kirk and they're in the game with whoever they're playing. So. But it's also something that like good Kirk isn't like I got good Kirk this game. It's like I got good Kirk on this drive. I got <laughs> bad Kirk on the <laughs> next half. three drives. Yeah, That's the yeah. problem that you can never really rely. That's why I can't take the Vikings at this point because I just don't know who's going to try. I mean, the Vikings obviously are motivated. They're five and six. That is in the thick. Now, you know, you got seven playoff teams. That's in the thick. They need this win. You assume they'll come out. But yeah, the Lions just play hard wherever they are. Like I root for them to get a win. So I, I actually do think there's going to be scoring in this game. So I actually kind of lean a little bit towards the over in this one not crazy though you lean a little bit towards the under how about the colts visiting the texans tough loss here for the colts they are laying eight and a half the total is 46 i imagine you're going to see quite a few jonathan taylor carries in this game given all the uh talk here about uh how frank reich coached that game the texans obviously coming off a bad loss to the jets Terod taylor will start in this game according to coach so what do you think here bogman eight and a half is a big number but you think the colts can cover it I do not care. I think the Colts are the second best team in the AFC right now. Uh, they went toe to toe with Tampa Bay and yes, they lost and they were at home, but Tampa Bay is the best team in the NFL. I think so. Uh, the, at least the most complete team. So uh, I, I'll take the Colts. I'll lay the points. I think this is a stomping, um, you know, the Texans are uninspired right now. They've got nothing. They released their best running back, uh, you know, releasing Philip Lindsay, uh, I think he was the best RB on that roster left. So um, I, I don't know what the hell they're doing right now. Uh, in, in, fan, in terms of fantasy, there's just no one to start on this team either. Like even Brandon Cooks is getting less targets with Correct. the right out there. Yeah. So uh, I got to take the Colts and I'll lay the points and I'll take the under too. Uh, I will. I will also go with the Colts. The cult. The issue with the Colts is that they have this incredible ability just to not put away games like that. Like absolutely ridiculous how they they just can't finish games. There are times you watch them, 
and they're winning a game by, you know, two touchdowns, and then they just take their foot off the gas, which I would worry about here if the Texans weren't so terrible. And I think that they can do that and, you know, not put their foot on the throat and still, in the end, cover this game, you know, at eight and a half. So I like it there as well. How about the Bucks visiting the Falcons? They are laying 11. The total is 50 and a half on the spread. So you've got, obviously, the Bucks. you know, they they come back, they win this game. Their running game looks great. Gronk looks great. They probably will get Antonio Brown back here, although there's obviously a little bit of a question mark for the Falcons. They get back Cordero Patterson. That certainly helps the way their, you know, offense looks as a whole. Not a dominant performance against Jacksonville or anything like that. Kyle Pitts hasn't done anything in five weeks, so, you know, who knows? But a divisional game, Falcons hanging on to the edge of the playoff race, 11 points, Bogman. What do you think? I'm laying it. Uh, the the th- this is not a week of great games, right? This is a betting mm-hmm. week. So you got to pick a side and roll with it. That's what you have to do this week because there are a lot of lopsided games, it yep. looks like. And this is definitely the biggest one of them. Um, I'm going to take Tampa Bay and lay the points. And I know people are going to point out that, look, earlier in the year, uh, yes. Atlanta played Tampa Bay hard and came back on them and put up some points. And I understand that. But they also had Calvin Ridley. They had... Uh, healthier uh, team this the bucks coming off that by and putting up 38 on the Colts is just showing me that they're at their peak right now so um especially if Antonio Brown comes back I think they're gonna steamroll Atlanta I I'll take the bucks I'll also take the over because I think we will get a little bit of that backdoor right uh yep. of Atlanta pushing in the second half because they're gonna scrap the run and just pass And uh, so I'll go with Tampa Bay, but I'll also go with the over. Yeah, I'm with you on both, actually, Bogman. I do think that this is a game that Tampa makes a little bit of a statement here, especially, like we said, if Brown is back. But yeah, I mean, Brady didn't even play that well. They still put up 38 points, you know, on a good defense. So it's it really was an impressive thing. I think the Bucs get rolling here as well. And I agree with you that I could see the Falcons basically putting up some garbage time points, even if they can't eventually cover the spread enough to get to the over. So we are on the same side of that one. This one I am interested to watch here. It is the Chargers are visiting the Bengals. The Bengals here at home are laying three. The total is 50 and a half. Bogman, uh, the game that I probably liked the most last week was the Steelers getting the four and a half from the Bengals, which was blown out of the water five minutes into that game. The Bengals are a team that I fade every single time, and they just make me look stupid for the most part, other than that game against the Browns, which I faded them correctly. The Chargers are a little Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Don't know what you're going to get from them in any given week. How do you handicap this one? Again, the Bengals laying three at home and the total of 50 and a half. Well, I like what the Bengals have done since their bye week is uh, really refocus on the run game and give the ball to Joe Mixon, who, you know, you have Jamar Chase, you have Tegans, you have Joe Burrow. CJ Uzama is a great pass catcher. And Tyler Boyd would be number one or number two on a lot of teams. So the offense is good, but it needs to run through Joe Mixon. Everything works through him. And we saw it against the Raiders. We saw it against the Steelers. How about we see him against the worst rush defense in the NFL, in the Chargers? Uh, Justin Herbert isn't playing good ball right now. Um, He's kind of, I don't know if it's a wall or if he's been readjusted on or what has been happening with him, but he's been making some bad decisions. I'll take the Bengals and lay the three points at home in the jungle for them. And um, I'll take the over in this game because I think the Chargers are going to put up points. The Bengals defense, is the one thing, you know, they, they, they're very, you know, like Kirk cousins, 
Sometimes they play really well. Sometimes they play really bad. Uh, but uh, I, I like the over here, and I will take the Bengals. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I lean towards the Bengals as well. I think the big deal is with Herbert. I just feel like it's it's the offense that he's in at this point. I feel like last year's offense with Anthony Lynn was very QB friendly. This one's a little more complicated, and he's going to have these days where he looks good, and he's going to have plenty of days where he looks bad. And yeah, I lean the Bengals right now. I don't have a great feeling about it. Again, just because I feel like the Bengals, I've constantly felt the Bengals are overrated. So for them to basically, you know, be a favorite against a decent Chargers team troubles me. But at the same time, if I have to go one way, I am going that way. Let's go to the Rams length 12 and a half Woo! at home against the Jacksonville Jaguars and the total of 48. I feel like all the quote smart money will be like, well, you got to back the Jags. I mean, this is sort of what it is like it is every week, but I can never back the Jags essentially. So what do you think here at 12 and a half? Yeah, I'm not taking the Jags. So uh, they just, the offense cannot put up points. Their last couple day, games here, uh, 14 against the Falcons, 10 against the Niners, 17 against the Colts, and nine against the Bills. Nine was the win, but they have to stop an offense to win a game here, and they're not stopping the Rams at all. So uh, I would lay the points here. I hate this over. I ain't touching it, um, but I will take the Rams and lay the points. Yeah, I am definitely avoiding the total. I, I lean the Rams as well, just because, again, it's really difficult to see how they are going to uh, stop this team, the Jaguars, in the end. Even though the Jaguars defense has, as a whole, they played, played better. They have played better of late, probably last like four or five weeks. But he, I mean, even Atlanta, you know, they put up 21. They could have put up more if they needed to. And I do think, again, that the Rams, they need a win now. They are sliding, obviously. So they need to come out. They need to make a statement with both their offense and their defense. And I think they do here. This is a get right spot for them at home. So I agree with you. Even with the big spread, I will lay it. Uh, how about the Washington football team? visiting the Raiders. The Raiders currently are laying two and a half points. The total is 49. Again, we are recording this in the middle of Monday Night Football, so who knows what <laughs> happens right now. Washington did just, hope I'm not spoiling anything, they did just take the lead on a touchdown here. So, uh, you know, two and a half, this might be very different when you look at it and you listen to this podcast, but as of right now, the Raiders at home, two and a half, total 49. Who is making the schedule, by the way? Like, they've been really good about the schedule. But then you get the Raiders who played on Thursday versus Washington who played on Monday. Doesn't seem yeah. fair to me. Uh, I, I'll take the Raiders because of that. I think Washington's going to have less rest. I think, the you know, the Raiders at home, of course, they may be down Waller. But Foster Moreau is a pretty good replacement. I don't particularly care for either one of these defenses, but I think if you give Derek Carr a little bit of time to prep for this game, he he can carve somebody up. So uh, the this uh, Washington football team, I almost said it, uh, uh, defense has been playing much, much better uh, since their bye week. So yep. uh, they have been a little more what we expected in the beginning of the season versus what we actually got, which was the worst pass defense in the NFL and, you know, just bad matchups for them. Um, but I like the Raiders here. I think their defense isn't great, but they can bow up every once in a while. Uh, a lot of replacement on that Washington offensive line, particularly at the center spot there mentioned today. I think they're down to the third or fourth guy here. So um, I'll take, I'll take the Raiders at home and lay the two and a half. The total, I don't, I, I'm not going to have a good lean either way, but I would go under. Does it matter to you whether or not Darren Waller plays in this game? Because he is deemed week to week with the strained IT band or whatever it is. Um, if he IT doesn't band. suit up here, 
I, I think that's what it is. Is that right? Did I, I make that no up? Yeah. Something I, it, in it. That sounds me. like something for my car. So I, I may have made it up entirely, okay. but I did see he was week to week today. So I, I mean, but again, he may play this week. And again, they, they did not think that it was <laughs> particularly a bad injury or anything like that. But yeah. it's something with his I, knee or something. I mean, so. it does matter, obviously, yep. Waller matters, but I'll say I like Foster Moreau as a replacement. You know, yeah. he, he's a good receiving tight end, not the greatest yep. blocker, but I also like what they've been doing on offense more going to Josh Jacobs and relying on him more. I don't know why they went away from that so much in the beginning of the season. Jacobs is a good back, and I know he's a little banged up and all that stuff, but if he was that banged up, then give him some weeks off. Don't give him the ball 10 times. Never understood that. So uh, I like the Raiders in this game. I think they go to Jacobs more. You rely on Waller in the passing game less, and uh, you know Washington gets way less rest than they do. So give me the Raiders. And you did see, again, Deshaun Jackson get more involved here in this game, which they really need to do to be able to open up the field a little bit more. Got to at Waller. least throw a couple his correct to you got to show threat. you got yeah it's a show me we always say yep. you know give me a right give me give me a show me you know pitch in baseball right just you know right. show me change up just just so we know that you have this in your arsenal so i can at least have it in the back of my mind that's what they need to do they did in this most recent game and again coming off that big win there let's go to the ravens visiting your steelers the ravens <sighs> are laying three and a half the total is 44. I mean, Bogman, it's your team. Um, I Again, I thought that they would cover that spot. It's a Tomlin spot. The underdog, nobody believes in us. We The Bengals embarrassed us in the first game. Let's show up here. And they were getting a little healthier on defense. TJ Watt was uh, placed on the COVID list today. So obviously that's going to be a big loss, assuming that he can't come back from that. Uh, the Ravens, you know, Lamar throws four interceptions, but they still win the game. What do you think about this one? I think that the Ravens are going to destroy my Steelers this week. And uh, I do not say that with any joy, and I hope I'm wrong. Uh, but uh, the Steelers defense got blueprinted against Detroit in that overtime tie. Uh, they ran the ball, and it was all because that this wasn't their game plan going in. Jared Goff got hurt, and they said, screw it, we'll just run it all day. And they did, and they ran for over 200 yards. And uh, then the next week, Steelers give up a ton of yards. And then this week against Cincinnati, they give up a ton of yards to Joe Mixon. So I, I expect Lamar and Freeman and Murray and, you know, probably a pitch or two to Duvernay and, and Marquise yeah. Brown and those guys. Yep. I expect them to run the ball down the Steelers' throat, especially if T.J. Watt is not there. So, um, you know, the Steelers' defense has had a lot of injuries, but even Devin Bush is bad. He is not mm -hmm. healthy from his knee injury. Um, you know, Joe Schobert is okay, but he can't be in six places at once. You have one of the best uh, playmaking free safeties. Ryan Clark talked about this today, and he's basically a fifth linebacker because no one up front is making the tackles. So uh, it's a mess in Pittsburgh on the defensive side right now, which we've known it's a mess on the offensive side the whole year. But, you, you know, you're bad on both sides of the ball. It makes for a pretty bad team. So uh, give me Baltimore and I will lay the three and a half and the under because the Steelers I can agree. score. I, I, you know, the total, I don't have a great sense of yet. I would lean the under if I had to, but I don't see how you, you avoid the Ravens here. Like, I, I mean, the, the Steelers look t absolutely terrible. Like uh, just everything about them looks terrible. And you're right. Their defense, of course, but their offense also looks completely out of sync. And it's not like you have any alternative to go to because you can't go to Mason Rudolph or anything like that. But I mean, Ben looks 
I it's just Pe- you know people want them to go to Mason Rudolph. I was like, did you watch him play right. the game? Right. He right. is worth like I'll take fifty percent of Roethlisberger all so day over so Mason Rudolph. So. Yeah, because again, we saw in the Chargers game at least like he's capable of sort of you know making things happen once in a while. I don't really think Rudolph is, but still at this point, you know, with as bad as the Ravens looked in that game, I still think they come out and I still think they kind of boat race the Steelers a little bit in this one. So I agree with you here. How about the 49ers visiting the Seahawks? They are laying two and a half. The total is 46 and a half. Again, they are playing right now. I mean, you know, we're just at a halftime here, Bogman, but watching <laughs> Russ does not look back. Okay. Hopefully he, he still makes doesn't. some throws. He does not look back uh, at all. He looks terrible. They look terrible. Um, so I imagine that this is not going to be two and a half by the time people listen to this. I could be yeah. wrong. Yeah. You know? I think you're right, dude. Uh, I, this, uh, this Seahawks team, we know they're bad on defense. They have been all year, even though Jamal Adams got his second pick of the year, you know, uh, and he is now past Vince Wilfork in career interceptions at four, by the way. So congratulations to Jamal Adams. But uh, yeah, Russ doesn't look right. And yeah. we know the defense is bad. This is kind of like what we were talking about with Pittsburgh, right? We know the defense is bad. Your offense doesn't look right. Carson is done for the year. They haven't figured out this run game yet. You got to take the Niners. They're on a heater. They did just lose their best player for a yes. week or two in Debo. Yep. And yep. Uh, that is very, very uh, unfortunate because Debo is the most fun player to watch in the NFL. Like, uh, you know, I loved him coming out of South Carolina. I was happy he went to the Niners. So the Welsh and I could both love him, right? So, because he's a <laughs> yeah. huge Niner fan. Uh, so, um, but uh, I think Eli Mitchell and Jimmy G has been playing well. Ayak is back in this game. They're going to have to utilize Kittle more. Kittle has to play better. So, yeah. uh, but I think they have enough juice on offense and defense. Like you said, I think this number is going to be bigger in a day. So by the end of the week, it's going to be pretty big. So I would get in on the Niners now. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, without Debo, it's weird with Debo because he has been such a huge part of their offense over the last, especially the whole year. But the last two games is two catches. That's so bizarre. He's just doing it all on the ground as a running back, right? Like nonstop. And he really does add a layer. Thing with Kittle is I was joking about it with uh, some guys here. It's just like it would be so much better for his, you know, for people who play fantasy, for his fantasy value if he wasn't such an elite blocker that he's just, I mean, he you, they, you just watch him in any of this run game. But their run game is working. Garoppolo is playing well. Now that could end on a dime, you know, but they're just playing way too well right now. I think they're on a roll here. They sense that playoff berth. I think they're going for it. I think they win pretty easily right now. The Seahawks, I mean, maybe they do win this game, Bogman. They're down right now, but, uh, you know, regardless, they have I not mean, been impressive. Yeah, I, Russell would have to show a lot in the last, like, quarter and a half here or yeah, whatever we have left in this game for me to be convinced that he is back because he had one huge play to lock it where yep. he was absurdly open. Just no yeah. one was around him. And, uh, you know, one one touchdown drive. That's just not yeah. going to get it done. Washington's defense has been playing better. Not that good, though. Yeah, no, I I agree with you. Sunday night football Broncos are visiting the Chiefs. Chiefs here are laying 10. The total is 47, Bogman. What do you think? Well, I think I'm not touching it is what I'd say at this point in the week because everything adds up. The Chiefs have looked good on offense. They look good on defense. But for whatever reason, you get them in this rivalry game in particular and these teams play each other tough. When the yes. Broncos are good, the Chiefs play them tough. When the Chiefs are good, the Broncos play them tough. So I won't mess with it. If I had to pick, I would take the Broncos and the, yeah. the 10 uh, going to Arrowhead. Uh, the over, I mean, in a Kansas City game, I just still, I'm going to take the over, which doesn't hit over. a lot. 
Correct. But, you know, you, you feel like it. an idiot if you don't take it. You're like, of course, Kansas City scored 35 right. in the first half. What was I thinking by taking this under? So uh, I'm more confident than that. But I'll take I'll take the Broncos and uh, lay the points just because I've seen this game play out this way. Yeah, I think the problem, again, with the Chiefs is why I'm joking about the overs, because, yeah, you can take the under and then it, you know, four seconds in, it can be over because of just how quickly <laughs> they can score. Right. But I agree like the spread just I, for a divisional game like this for two teams that know each other well with the Chiefs, again, still not being like back, like they're not fully sort of what they were at their apex or anything like that, even with Edwards Alaire back. 10 just seems too much for me at this point for a Broncos team that, you know, just kind of whooped on the Chargers a little bit, you know, and divisional game, it strikes me as too much. I'm not running out to bet it, Bogman. Right. But if I had to right now, I would take the points here, uh, the 10 points and just sort of, you know, hope that they keep it close at this point. Are the the Chiefs the the best team in the AFC? (sighs) Yeah, maybe. I, I don't. I don't want to. I don't, who else would it be, Bogman? If you say the Patriots, I, I think it's them. The podcast. The, I think it's them, the Colts, and the Bills right now. That's okay. Who I'd pick between. So you wouldn't take the Patriots, who leads us into our next game. The Patriots on Monday Night Football visiting the Bills. The total is forty-four. The Bills are laying a field goal at home. Bogman, talk me through it. Yeah, uh, another game that I'm not running out to bet. Uh, I'll say that. Uh, I, I I'll take the Bills at home here and uh i think we've seen a little bit better but it seems like with the bills they take two steps forward one step back two steps forward one step back is this their step back game or is this the you know all right look we're tired of mac jones so we're gonna just blitz the crap out of him and make him beat us you know we're gonna stop the run we're gonna make mac beat us and if they beat us then fine i mean they just lost trey white that's huge for the Bills. You know, Trey White, uh, the the best secondary player in a good secondary. So uh, that is a big piece that they lose. But the Patriots aren't beating people on offense. They're beating people on defensive scheme. Correct. And maybe they will, um, they'll stop Josh Allen. We saw the Jags stop him, right? And I get it, but I think it's more about Josh Allen stopping Josh Allen and making bad decisions than it is about being schemed up. Because if he gets rolling... There's nobody that can stop him. It's just like Patrick Mahomes, right? He's the guy that stops himself. So I think Buffalo wins this game at home. Uh, I don't like it. Not going to touch it right now. If we get more news about stuff later in the week, maybe I'll make a you know a harder line decision. But right now, gun to my head, I take Buffalo and I take the under because both these defenses can play well. I would take the under for sure. That is the way I lean at 44. And I lean the Bills for a few reasons. Number one, again, I, I do not think the Patriots are quite as good as they have shown. I mean, I think that they have had some soft opponents. And again, you face Tennessee. You can't say they're a soft opponent by any means. But obviously, they were playing without anybody on offense here. That and, was the you know, easiest just, pick of the week last week. And just watching, you know, Mac Jones. And I was listening to it at one point. I had to leave my house for, I don't know, like 20 minutes or something. And in the middle of it, I'm listening to the game on the radio and they're talking about how Mac Jones went through a period where he looked really confused. Like there was like a couple of drives in the middle of the game, I think early in the second half or something, where he just basically looked like a rookie quarterback, where he was over processing. He couldn't sort of do it. And I really do think like Jones has played really well when he has, but he's played well because the game is made so simple for the way sort of they've laid it out because they're so successful running the ball because the defense is playing so well. Let's see how that works against the bills in Buffalo. You know what I mean? As it gets colder with a raucous crowd on Monday night football, 
I just don't see them going in there and winning that game for me. So if it's three, if it's less than three, certainly I would take it. And I, I think it ends at three. Bog- like, I don't I don't see this moving. You know, I, it could move half a point, I guess, depending on which way the money comes in. Right. But three feels right. Evenly matched team, home team. Right. Three. I take it at three. I think the Bills win here. Um, and again, so, you know, if it's field goal or less, I would be willing to take it. But yeah, I hope so. Again, I you. Most people know I live in New England. I married into a Patriots family. Uh, my yeah. life has been relatively unbearable for the last like 20 years. So, you know, let, let's hope for my own personal sake that that's how it goes. Bogwin, I'm so glad you could fit me in. I know you have 17 more podcasts to do tonight <laughs> already. It's 1020 here in the East Coast. So I'm glad uh, I'll let you go to it. Just remind everybody where they can find you. Yeah, you can find all my work uh, on my Twitter, at Bogman Sports. You can go to InThisLeague.com, check out the ITL Patreon. Joe and I do uh, the Betting Pros College Football Show every single week. We do the IDP show for subscribers every single week as well. Uh, I write an article for Betting Pros every week as well, so please check those out. And, uh, yeah, um, I'm on LionStar as well, SportsGrid, like like Danny said here. I've got 8 million podcasts. Nonstop. If you like my voice, you can hear it all the time. I do. I do like your angelic voice, um, uh, but I do appreciate you coming on again. I well, like talking you to you anyway. Yeah. Oh, of course. Uh, you do great work. And, uh, you know, let's let's hope there are some winners right now, because, yeah, this is uh, this is time for some some betting this weekend in these football games for sure. So, everybody, thank you for joining us again. Uh, Bogman will be back with Joe on the uh, college football betting podcast, and I will be back later this week giving uh, our three best bets of week 13 of the NFL season. I'll talk to you again then. 